Hey, welcome to Parenting Isn't Easy. I'm Daryl. And I'm Margaret. And today we're um, hanging out with a friend of ours, Michelle Garland. Michelle, how are you? What's up? Glad to be here. So we well, this is a this is our podcast that we talk about parenting issues and different parenting topics. Um, and yet really this season, I was actually um, we've been talking a lot about where um where we go with different issues that parents are having through like the time that we're in. Like we've talked about anxiety and fear. We talked about tough topics with our election coming up. We've talked about um, some different things like that, having living a healthy, healthy lifestyle through this time where it's a pandemic and different things like that. Well, in actuality today, we're actually going to talk about one of those things for me as a kid's pastor um, that I kind of get um, that I kind of get really kind of frustrated with. Um, <laughs> when I say kind of, I get frustrated with it all the time. Um, balancing, um, balancing all the other stuff with being a parent. Right. So when your kids are involved in 47 different sports and choir and band, and then you're like, oh, well, yeah, I, my kids can't come to church because we're, we've got 15 baseball games today. And then later on, they're calling you and saying, "Hey, my kid, I'm, he's just I'm, I can't I can't with him. I'm struggling. It's and my like, kid. Oh. They're broken." Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that's the whole deal. And so, and one of the things I've in Michelle, talk for a minute about who you are, what you do. Um, talk about your kids for a second, and just kind of give our listeners an idea of who you are. Yeah. So my name's Michelle Garland. I've known Margaret and Daryl Daryl for years now. Um, been the North Texas Kids Director for the past five, almost six years, and work with kids pastors all over Texas, really. Yeah, you're, uh, like, kids pa- you're like the pastor of kids pastors. Like, I consider you like being my pastor. Yeah, some people say it that way. I just think it's pretty awesome that I get to hang out with leaders all the time and just try and encourage and breathe life into them. And so that's really um, my goal and my heart is just to equip and resource and train and provide, you know, sounding board safe place for those leaders that might not have it at their local level. Um, yeah. So we're married. We've been married for 17 years to my husband, Michael, and we have two girls. Michael's like one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. If you actually get him to talk to you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once you get him to talk though, he's not going to stop. So be careful when you open that that background that you see and you're like, okay, who's that dude? He seems really cool. And then you have to like try to get him to talk. You're like, okay, yeah, I can hang out with this guy. (laughs) He's super chill. He's the balancing act for a house full of girls, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so we have two kids. Ava's 13 and Emma's 11, so 8th and 6th grade. And just navigating 2020, just like the rest of every other parent and what that means. Sure. What um, what sports, what all kind of activities are they involved in? So Ava is a competitive gymnast. Um, That's like crazy. You're like going all over the place with that. She trains 20 hours a week, um, leaves school early every day, gets her PE credit at the gym to be able to do what she does. Um, yeah, we've traveled all over the United States, all over Texas for sure, for competitions, for meets, all of that jazz. Um, Emma is a volleyball player and just finished her first actual season as a school volleyball player in a starting club. Um, actually, started training club this week, so... Yeah, did, in that whole world conversation go like this is what sports you're going to do or did they get girls just gravitate to that or how did what did that look like 
So Ava, um, you know, when she was little, we actually put her in the little gym because we had a toddler that had a lot of energy and we needed a way for her to get some of that out. And so the little gym was local. It was close to us. And so we just did like a mommy me class and she loved it. And so we just kept putting her in like a, you know, mommy me kind of class for a little while. And then eventually it got to where she could take her own gymnastics class funny story. One time I was like, let's try something different. So she said, I want to try dance. So we put her in dance. She cried the entire time. She hated it so much. And so she's been pretty one track minded her entire life. I've tried to get her, Hey, let's try soccer, softball, you know, basketball, like volleyball. She doesn't want to try or explore anything else. She loves gymnastics. Um, and if you're going to do it for 20 hours a week, you've got to love it. Right. Cause it's oh, not yeah. totally you can see that's what would happen with scout with us. We'd put scout and stuff and we should, we should go like all in. She would be like, all right. We're like, you went, we did dance. Yeah. She did dance and did the summer intensive. And then her, <laughs> and then she was like, yeah, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. So we did soccer. And at the end of the soccer season, she's like, no, mom, there's too much running. We did T-ball. But then when we moved to San Antonio, she was going to have to play with boys. And that just was not okay with her. And then she kind of stopped playing. any. That's when we did dance. And so she did dance. She did the summer intensive. And then she did ballet. And then tennis. Wait, I was, and then that's when she got bored with ballet. And then she was like, Mom, I think I want to try tennis. And so I think she only did like two months of tennis. She liked two semesters. semesters. And um, was that you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's just kind of like tried a little bit of everything. And then this is, this is totally shooting wheels off though, because of, but I was actually really, I thought I was sitting here today thinking, I need to be, I'm kind of concerned about Michelle coming on our podcast because anytime Michelle does anything, I try to shoot my best to shoot her wheels off of stuff by either <laughs> texting her or by just making random comments. And so I was like, dude, I may be getting my own medicine brought back at me today. And it wasn't even you texting her or calling her. It wasn't, her. it wasn't. So <laughs> sorry, that's okay. Um, Cooper's been be quiet as fast as I could. Cooper's been a little bit more focused you know he's done baseball for the majority did football for several years um has done basketball for several years and so basketball has pretty much been his yeah here lately basketball is the sport of choice it's been really odd this year where you you don't get this because with him being in high school with the JV stuff we haven't had anything to do this fall at all wow so it's been it's been really odd just not having any sports other than he he stays after and plays basketball every yeah has practice has practice has practice till four every day and that's it and that's the only yeah. practice we have. Wow. For Emma, she was kind of more like scout. Like she did a little bit of dance and she loved that. She did that a lot of years when we were in Arizona, and then when we moved here, she tried dance and didn't like it anymore. And then. Um, like the only reason she signed up to play volleyball at the Y is because her little best friend was doing it and she wanted to do it with her buddy and she ended up loving it. And so it's kind of just evolved from that point. Um, and to the point where at their school, um, they're, uh, state champs twice for their division twice in a row. They're going for a three peat this year. And so all of the girls that are, she loves watching the varsity girls and they're all playing club and most of them have signed to colleges and 
So she's just looking ahead going, I want to, that's what I want to do. You know, that's, that's the new world we're diving into right now. Oh man. Is that, is, so are you, what do you learn? What's the thing you've learned most when it comes to getting your kids involved in that, that level of sports? Well, volleyball is very different than gymnastics. Gymnastics is like, um, well, I mean, because she's there 20 hours a week, you're like all in, you're there every single day. Volleyball's twice a week, only for an hour or two. So it's a lot less intense as far as the, you know, the practices, but then on the weekends you have tournaments that are like all day long. Whereas like Ava's practices are more intense, but her meets are only four, four uh, events and then she's done, you know, yeah. so it's a couple hours and then you're on the road. Um, it's it's a whole different level, you know, and we've really had to figure out like priorities as a family, if that makes sense, like what our values are as a family. Oh, so, sure, yeah. so we don't get lost in like being the, the gymnastics family or the volleyball family. Cause that is not, it's not who we are. It's not what we want to be known for. Um, yeah. And that's really, really easy to do. We see a lot of families and volleyball, not so much yet because we're super green there. But with gymnastics, there's a lot of families that that's their identity. And yeah. I tell Ava all the time, like, that's not that's not who you are. That's yeah. a talent you have. Um, how, do you, how, how do you communicate that to your kids? I mean, how, is there, like, for us, and it, I mean, I can remember even, like, because there was a time, like, when Cooper was in elementary school, and I remember there was a moment where he was playing super competitive basketball, and it was like, okay, church is on Sunday. We need to start having these conversations. How do you guys have those conversations with your girls? Yeah, they just they just know it's an expectation that we're going to attend one and serve one. And with my role, that may not always be at the same church, um, but we try and be at our home church at least 75, 80% of the time. Yeah. Um, and they just know that's what we do. Like we've just had, we've said it long enough that they now repeat the verbiage. This is not who I am. It's not my identity church and my relationship with Jesus comes first. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like a probably wrong words, but family culture that we've had to really create. And it's not always, it's not always gone well, you know, there's been events that we've had to miss. There's been, things that we've said no to that the kids haven't understood or haven't, you know, agreed with, but I just am choosing to believe that when they become older adults and they realize gymnastics is done, volleyball is done, but I still have my identity in Christ. That's whose I am, you know? Right. So even because I know a lot of times you see those parents that are like super intense at ball games and it's like five-year-old. I'm never one of those parents. Never. It's, would you stop? <laughs> it's like five-year-old t-ball, and they're like, "Come on, get up!" And I'm like, well, "You need to chill out. This is not going to change or alter their life in any way. Yeah. And the likelihood that they're going to be a major league baseball player or an NFL football player—I mean, they're slim. And so a lot of, and all it takes is one injury." for you to lose that dream completely. And it's tough for kids to not get wrapped up in that whole, well, this is who I am and what I do. But I think parents help perpetuate that because they live vicariously through their children or are just the constant pushers of, no, you've got to do well in this sport because 
that's my expectation for you. And so that's my money ticket, mom. That's That's how I'm going to make, that's that's how I'm retiring. That's how I'm retiring. Cooper did used to tell me that he was going to be a major league baseball player and he was going to buy me a Tesla. There you go. But now he's like, well, mom, I'm called to the ministry. I'm still going to get you a Tesla, though. It might be a model car that's four engines, baby, but I'm still going to get you one. Yeah, that's still yeah, not it. But yeah, that's going to be the that'll be the thing. And I think that's even with him where he's at in this whole high school side of things. It's helped him balance out as like different sports. He's realized that, hey, this isn't necessarily where my future's at um, that he may have thought was his future as a kid. Right. Um, like the, football, he played for several years, but then he's just not a big kid. And he was like, you know, why go and hit other people when I don't like to hit other people and I don't like to get hit? Right. Why continue to do this when it's not going to be my career? It's not going to be my focus after high school. Yeah. Yeah. And with my girls, like gymnastics doesn't, there's no long game in gymnastics like unless you're going to the olympics and you're simone biles and you're going to be sponsored by all these places but really all the olympians for the the years that ava would be considered that have already been groomed and and they're already competing at the national level so her end game best case would be college you know best case and so we've really tried to keep that like remember this is all going to come to an end and it can just take one injury so she got a small dose of that um, last November, actually right before her season started, she was doing a tumbling pass in the gym and she fractured her ankle in multiple places and could not put any weight on it for months. And like we had to go through orthopedics and like all of these things. And it was hard on her because she's watching all of these girls advance and she's, she's feeling like you could just tell that she's even if we try we can try all we want but like some of her identity is wrapped up in what she was doing you know and so it was like this really hard realization moment that like this could all be over in an instant and I've got to figure out who I am outside of this and um if my kids weren't involved in youth if they weren't involved in church I'm not sure you know because they hear it different from their youth pastor from their kids pastor than they do from their parent just speaking into their life at a different level. Um, I'm not sure that she would have walked that through as well, you know, like as, as much as we try and disciple them at home. Yeah. And that, there's just people that have a better voice into your kids' lives sometimes. Yeah. Teenagers will listen to other people who they respect and admire as much as we hate it. Yeah. Another person could say the exact same thing that your parent does, but they're like, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, but this person said this. Well, yeah, that's what I, we've been saying. I wish a lot of parents would understand that concept, too, because there's sometimes when you get when you're as a kid's pastor who speaks into people's kids lives, you're like, I know I'm on your side. Don't get offended when I'm talking to your kid because yeah, I've right. had a couple that they do. They get that they get that way. And you're just like, OK, understand. I want to. Just like hold them loosely and realize that these people have their back. They have our back as parents. Like they just want the best for them. But here's the realization I went through during that whole process is like, if she wasn't involved in youth, who would be that person that was speaking in her life? If it's not Michael or I, what does that look like? You know, is that a coach? Is that a teacher? Is that yeah social media? Like, where's that voice coming from? 
and is it solid? Is it biblical? And all these things, you know? And so yeah. that just kind of, that period of three to four months sounds, it sounds weird because it's such a small injury in like the big scheme of things, but it was really eye-opening for us in that world to go, okay, Wednesday nights are a, they're a non-negotiable, you know, yeah. Sundays are a non-negotiable. Like these kids need community. They need that in their life more than anything else. Oh, definitely. And it's, I think it's a thing that we have to remember as parents, even to be able to say, Hey, um, I'm going to prioritize. And, and you could say, and you, people could say, well, prior, you're just prioritizing church. Well, no, I want to make sure people understand that the things of God are as important as the things that they're going through on the team or of that nature. Um, I, I mean, I just think of so many times as a kid's pastor, I, there was, I can, I, I can go back to 20 years ago, whenever I, the first time I ever really encountered this, there was a parent and they were calling, they called up to the church and it was a, it was one of those families in the church that are just, they, they pay a lot of tithes. Um, and they called up and they're like, Hey, I need you to come meet me at the, I need you to come meet me at the school. And we, and the past, they called the senior pastor I was working with at the time. And there was like, and so he's like, come on, Daryl, we're going to go up there. And this kid had been, doing a lot of just inappropriate stuff and wrote it all out on his like, on his like star test. It wasn't star back then or whatever it was, but um, it was, and then they like wrote all this stuff out and it was just super. And it was like a sixth, fifth or sixth grader at the time. And I remember this mom was like, well, what is the deal? And he hadn't been to church in six months. And I was like, why are you pulling me into this? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have no influence on your kid at all because I never see your kid. And it was yeah. just that thing. Parents don't realize like a kid pass, a kid's pastor has best case scenario. If you have a kid that's coming regularly, you get what, two hours a week with them? Yeah, right. three, three, and really at most possible four, you know, just depending on the kid, if there's like in leadership and different things like that. Yeah. So like so much of it even has to do with what's happening at home, you know, like are these parents even cracking open the Bible when they're at home with their kids or doing some kind of devotion to try and disciple? And a lot of parents don't feel equipped. And so they don't do anything because they don't know where to start. Um, yeah, because there's so many good tools out there now for parents to be able to do to have that be the, that lead discipleship force in a in the home. Yeah. And they just miss out on those different things. Yeah, for sure. What, um, so in, in your girls, do y'all, do y'all have the, they, how often do they like pull that away? So are they pulled, do they, are they like, Hey, I really want to be it. I want to miss that. How often do y'all, do y'all have to fight that battle? Not very often anymore. Well, not very often with Ava anymore. Emma <laughs> today has not done anything really that's competed. You okay. know, like she's played volleyball at the Y or she's played at school. That's during the week or on a Saturday morning. So there's not really been anything that's, comp- oh gosh, competed. Um, Ava really doesn't even ask anymore because she just knows. Um, we did have to fight that bat- battle probably pretty consistently for a year and just not understanding again why and again it's because these parents some of these parents great people but they're all in like that's that's yeah. their jam that's what they're doing um and those are her friends and those are, are, y'all, her seeing, are y'all seeing anything I, I mean 
are her friends people that they would say they're Christians and stuff of that nature that would you would be like, but yet they're maybe their worldview is messed up because of this? Yeah, um, I would say a handful of her teammates would check the box and say that they know Jesus. Um, but if you ask them if they go to church, probably not. Or if they do, it's just a couple times a year. Uh, and so it's, it's Bible belt. It's, it's what I would describe as like classic Bible belt mentality. Yes, I'm a Christian, but in theory, maybe not in practice. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, Uh, Hey, I'll tell you that Jesus, I'll tell you that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, but I haven't done anything. I haven't spoken to Jesus in the last six months (laughs) kind of thing. Yeah. I've been really proud of Ava because she's done a really good job of trying to be a light in that environment. You know, there's been multiple times where we've taken a load of gymnastics kids to church on a Wednesday night because she wants her buddies to come, you know, um, that's hard. It's like their, their families are operating to a different beat than we are. And so just trying to communicate that and, and not always have her see it as a negative. That's been hard too. Like, I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying, let's make a choice. Let's make a healthy choice. Yeah. Um, and let's let's look at like the long game. Where yeah. is this going to get you where you want to be when you're 25, or is this going to be the better option? You know. Well, I think even still, like for us, and I think for us as pastors and Christians, a lot of times that whole idea of priorities, and people would say it's easy for us because it's our job or different things. But yet, we still want our kids to be as accepted and put into anybody as anybody is anybody else, you know, I don't want my kids to think, Hey, I've got to miss out because I've got to be at church. Uh, But the, I think for us, it was like, Hey, this, it's not just, it's not just the ministry side of it, but it's the, Hey, I want you to understand your, our goal is for you to get to heaven over anything else. Right. (laughs) You know, and that's, and that's, and I think that's the thing as parents, they have to understand that concept. And I think so many, so often parents miss out on that. It's true. I mean, we get, we get caught up on things that have no eternal value, you know, even you could be the best gymnast in the world. And if you're not standing next to me when we get to heaven, like it's all pointless, you know? And And I think that's even, it's, what's sad for us is we'll run into kids that are their parents. They, they'll tell you, Hey, I love Jesus. Like you said, but yet they have no understanding of really what God's word says. And it ends up, and it ends up just being a, a big mess because they'll end up missing out on those kind of things. Well, and then those kids are influenced by those voices at school of other teenagers, especially teammates, teammates team, and people in school and classes. You're in a public school. Not everybody has that same worldview, even though even the ones who I mean, you have your ones who say they're Christians. But there's a lot of worldview right now. That's a lot of people are questioning and things are changing and you really have to be on top of what you believe, why you believe it, and imparting that to your kids. Because if you're not telling them, like you said earlier, someone else is. Yeah. And it may not be what lines up with your values. Yeah. They're, they're influenced by someone. Yeah. Uh, it's not a question of if, it's a question of who. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And I think those are the important things to remember. Set your priorities, stick with them, and then understand that, hey, what are you, and let those, let your kids communicate those with your kids 
And as you do that, you stick and you, you stick to your guns, you know, be consistent with that. And I think those are as parents, that's what we have to do to be, to have that successful balance in our houses, the way, the way we feel like it should be, but also the way God feels like it should be. Right. And I think parents also have to be that reminded of that too, of that they are the parents and not the kids and that there still has to be expectations and um, things have to still be set up from your side, not just what your kids want. Yeah. Good deal. Michelle, thanks for coming on with us today. We appreciate it. Anytime. Hey, we, um, yeah, we would love for anybody who's out there listening. If you want to just, uh, if you'd leave us a quick little comment on our, on any of our platforms that you're listening to, um, comments on those, on that podcast app with, um, Apple, that would be great. We'd love five stars. That'd be awesome too. If you're up for that (laughs) and, um, that, that always helps and, um, be share, share our podcast. That'd be great. We we'll be here for another couple of weeks and then we'll take our Christmas hop, taking our Christmas break and come back with season four in the spring. So, um, thanks again to everybody for listening. See you soon. Water rolling down your face. Wonder why you even tried in the first place.